Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. Greetings and salutations. My name is Phil Thompson. And I'm Steve Lacey. And we bring you this wonderful podcast called the Church Solutions Podcast almost every single week. Yes, we do. You sound kind of patronizing. Am I patronizing? I don't know. I think it's a good podcast. podcast. Well, you call it a wonderful podcast. Well, it's amazing podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We we still don't have new music. What's the deal with that? Uh, I don't know. I have to hit him up, hit up my musician. Yeah, you need to get on this. Uh, so, folks, we're glad you spent some time with us today. We're Hopefully, this will be interesting. We're with a company called JSL Solutions, and we help churches and ministries, primarily churches and ministries, use technology. Yes. We have streaming video. We have mobile apps. We have uh, church management software. We'll get into all that stuff later. Yes. So what are we talking about today? Today, we're going to talk about the future. Of church technology. Ah. I need a flashlight that I can kind of shine on my face. The future. (laughs) The future is now. So the Harvard Business Review, popular publication, and I think you listen to the podcast, right? I listen to one of their podcasts, yes. So the Harvard Business Review recently shared a study of a different industries uh, anticipating moderate to massive digital disruption. Uh, and nonprofits were only just you know, just a few points behind technology companies, with over 50% of executive leaders anticipating digital disruption. There's that word again, disruption. Yes. So uh, something like uh, the taxi industry is experiencing now? I guess so. Is disruption that think? Because something that's going to completely change the game huh? well, and make you irrelevant. Actually, we're going to talk about Uber here in a moment. But yeah, yeah so they are they are anticipating a digital disruption probably in the next 12 months or so. Right. So I was yeah trying yeah. to define what is a digital disruption. I don't know. That's what they say. <laughs> a I digital guess. disruption, I would think, would be something that's going to make whatever you're doing obsolete. Well, and this would be a good podcast. And if you're in church work or ministry, you should listen to this podcast. Yes. Because you don't want to be doing something that's eventually going to be obsolete, right? Yeah, or maybe you would be part of that digital disruption. All right. Well, the idea here behind that is is uh, there's going to be some major shifting. It's already been shifting, I think, over the years. It's going to continue to shift as far as technology. So we're talking about church technology and the future of church technology. So... Um, Let's talk a little bit about uh, why we think these these are there going to be some major shifts here. Okay? Yeah. So yeah, we're talking. I mean, these are this is a big deal, right? This is uh, digital disruption. I, so this would be yeah. A, this is not just an evolution of oh, we're going to do this and then we're going to do that. This would be right. Ah, we have come out with this, and church is no longer relevant. Well, and as I, we've I, known it in the past. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm, I'm sure people are rolling their eyes right now, but let's <laughs> let's let's give it us a chance here. So, I think you and I have discovered over the years that probably a lot of church leaders still tend to think of uh, you know the digital thing is hey that's that thing our communications director does or our IT person does you know they have to deal with this stuff. But as uh, the Harvard Harvard Business Review put it. Digital is no longer that shiny front end 
of the organization. It's now becoming integrated into every aspect of today's organizations. So, you know, websites, social media pages, not not just enough. You know, we thought, okay, as long as I have a website, as long as I have social media. Then I'm up with the game. Then huh? you're good. But that is not the case according to these guys. Yes, for um, this anticipated you know, digital disruption. Yeah. Mobile app. Now you're the one being patronized. <laughs> mobile apps, which we push and obviously carry, that's good, but it's not just, it's not going to be enough. Okay. These are just add-ons. And the idea here is that that when true digital innovation comes to the church, uh, you won't even recognize it anymore as far as the stuff we used to do. Right. You know? So uh, another, the author of this HBR uh, Harvard Business Review report indicated two forces within the industry are primed for, here comes the word again, disruption. Okay. Yes. So, yes, the, the heading of this is our... Our industry, meaning the church industry, right. has the makings of a perfect disruptive storm. Right. We're, yes, could be yeah. very vulnerable to this storm. So today, for instance, when, when people are planning churches, it's easy now for new startups to get, to get you know, connected and involved. Uh, but also most current organizations are utilizing large, uh, old models, legacy-type models. So... Uh, the church kind of has both of these things going. You got new startups happening, mm-hmm. uh, and then you've got some stuff that's been going for decades and decades. Okay, and and as you and I both know, church planners, we can go out and start things even without building anymore. You don't need a building, um, and yet some of the established churches that have been around for many, many, many years, they're still kind of running on the same model that they've run on for right. So these for a long period of time. These two forces are colliding. Yeah, we've got some leading edge kind of innovation going on, right. as well as some very right. established um, right. things that have been. This is the way we've always done it. Right. So let's kind of let's kind of get moving here a little bit, okay? So what's okay. this whole thing going to look like? Obviously, it's it's hard to predict, but if uh, if you are paying attention to some of the digital trends in business today, and other nonprofits and even some of the new church plants, here's some things you can look for, all right? So how are uh, how, how are people utilizing technology to so, serve yeah. people? Right. So here's a few uh, Here we go. A few of the trends. Yeah, it only took us 10 minutes to get here. Yes. So more and more businesses are engaging customers that never have stepped one foot in their physical building. Yes. And we, I can attest to that. We can attest to we that. We can attest to that. I've yeah. never had a customer step into my physical building. That's right. We don't have a physical <laughs> building. That's why. <laughs> we have offices. Yes. But but, 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 but uh, no customers. I mean, uh, we are yeah. we are evidence of this, right? We are. There's yeah. There's several new businesses, lots of businesses yeah. that um, don't actually have a need for a physical store anymore. Right. Or if they do have a physical store, they're they're doing business with those you know beyond the. Right. The limits well, of their store. Today, I just ordered a new windshield for my motorcycle. I think I did it last night on yes. Amazon. I went to Amazon.com, and you know they're kind of a brokerage for somebody else. And yeah. so I've got a windshield coming here in about a week. Never went in the store. You know, years ago when I bought a windshield for my motorcycle, you know, twenty years ago, I had to go into one of the motorcycle shops and yes. fool yeah. around. Now I just ordered it online. I was done within literally ten minutes. Yeah. And the reason it took me 10 minutes was I wanted to find the right one that was long enough and tall enough because I want a big windshield. 
Yeah, and it's uh, I it's a it's a process I actually really prefer because you get the actual feedback from other people that have purchased right. that item, right. which is really really valuable. Yeah, you so, can do that online. Yeah, I did but something it, for the first time um, just this week as well. I put something on my grocery list and then realized. I can probably get this on Amazon for as cheap or cheaper yep. than I can get it in the That's grocery I, store. I got dog food online. Really? Yep. Got the dog food online. Because I hate going to get the dog food. We get this. Well, there's definitely a convenience, but you yeah. usually pay for it. But yeah, but it's about the same price. Yeah. For the oh. dog food, anyhow. Even delivered, huh? Yeah. Just comes free shipping. Of course, I have an Amazon Prime, yes. so that's why. You do, I too. I do, too. But yeah, I, I, I get uh, kale online. Well, I get kale you were ahead of me. I yeah. I, I get. I had never bought you know grocery items till this yeah, week, and I I've thought cereal. I needed double A batteries at the house, and I thought, you know, yeah. I bet they're a lot cheaper on Amazon, and they'll yeah. be here this week, and I don't need them today. But yeah, so everything. Yeah, same true. We get batteries. We we get a lot of things online. So the point here is more and more businesses are engaging people. Again, never stepping in their store. Uh, if you ask anybody at church to grab their Bible. Anyone most, under 30. Anyone under 30. You're right. Anyone under 30, most likely they're going to reach for their mobile device. Yes. Right? Their phone or their iPad or whatever. I, um, yeah, that's, yep, definitely we have um, what we call a small group life group at our house. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and we're not all under 30, but just about everybody's getting yeah. their Bible on their phone. But you hang out with tech people so yeah I cool guess so. people you know yeah or cool people hang out with you and so cool they, kids yeah. yeah but but yeah it's true i mean I, I more and more people i that's what i do and i'm a little bit over 30 now right um so uh online education you and i had some experience with that we were helping uh with greeter.church we were monitoring actually a small business an online oh business that was online education yeah that's true doing educational it, it, stuff for yeah. uh, health related things and and that industry has changed it used to be Kind of a um, something you could do, but it wasn't, you know, I mean, people go, well, is that school accredited and that sort of thing. But now it is my son's started grad school and I was asking him, how do you go to work and get to class and all that stuff? He goes, oh, it's all online. Yeah. This whole grad school program is wow. online. I'm like, wow, really? Wow, so. that's amazing. Yeah, so online education, it's not just an idea. It's becoming very much accepted all around. Uh, online dating and dating apps, uh, they don't have any more of a negative stigma. Now, uh, there's Pew, Pew Research has done a study that says that one in five 18 to 24-year-olds are using mobile dating dating apps. So nearly half of Americans know a couple who have met through their through online dating sites. Yes. So again... Again, highlighting some changes here on how technology has, has shifted. Has disrupted theirs, those environments. It yes. really has. I actually had an idea for an online dating thing back in the early 90s. Oh, yeah? I should have done it. I should have. There was no such thing as online you. back in the early 90s. Uh, I don't think there was. Early 90s? Yeah, there uh, was. There was maybe America Online, but well, that was it. There was no internet. They didn't have a web browser until 94. Um you weren't able to go online. All right. I must have been just been married then uh, because I was thinking I was single, but I got married in 90. Yeah, America Online you, was was early 90s, but yeah. it's not what we consider the – or Well, maybe it was more – maybe it was really mid-90s. A, but okay. anyhow, my idea of online dating, I should have followed up with it. I would be rich today, <laughs> yeah, that or not. Uh, millennials, uh, 
they're watching Netflix now instead of cable. Yeah. Netflix is online. That is, yeah, very true. Uh, not just millennials, but my wife watches Netflix. I think your wife does too, right? Yeah. So you get away from the broadcast schedule and yep. you watch on your schedule. Exactly. Okay. Uh, Uber. We mentioned Uber at the top of this podcast. Uber is causing a disruption in the taxi industry. Yes. Now, people go online with pull up their Uber app and they can get themselves a ride somewhere. Uh, and then there's other things like some organizations like Compassion International. They've made it possible to, uh, you know, you could send a letter to your sponsored child directly from your phone. So you don't have to write a pen and pen paper anymore. I don't know. I don't know how the sponsored child gets it. I don't think they have a phone, do they? No, I would assume Somebody, they, yes. Probably from the company, from Compassion, probably prints they it or something. They have an assistant that prints it and mails yeah, it. probably so. Puts uh, it on the back of a donkey and gets it to them. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so how does this work for the church? How, how does this trend? What does it mean for the church? Okay. What ministry opportunities could you and I unlock if we really, really embrace what we're talking about here? Okay. Uh, you can wait for a disruption to hit, and then try your best to catch up, or you can be a part of creating it. Uh, it's much easier to thrive in seasons of change when you're on the front, the front lines, the front end of the deal, right? Yes. So at least we think it is. So let's talk a little bit about how you can engage. So we have four tips, right? Four little tips on how you can engage the coming shift and help create the church's future. So... Uh, the shift is coming, according to Harvard Business Review. And I think they're right. All right, you don't, but I do. So, oh, I, <laughs> they're making it a little more radical than, I mean, a shift definitely, but a, Dramatic. but a, but a, a um, they're making it too dramatic. A digital disruption is means you completely upset that whole industry. Yeah. Like taxis are scrambling to figure out how to stay yeah. in business. Newspapers are oh, yeah. a long time ago Absolutely. scrambling how to stay in business. Yeah. So this this is what they're predicting for the church. And right. so. All right. So, well, Harvard isn't, but but um, let, let's move here. All right. So here's some tips we can do. All right. So, so let's just talk a little bit about the terminology here. Okay. So the idea would be to stop doing digital and start being digital. Be the ball, okay? Be <laughs> digital. So most churches think about technology as kind of a project-by-project project basis. I mean, that's kind of the, what most churches see it as. And so they decide to start online streaming or they hire somebody to build yeah. an app, yeah, or, both yeah. things we do. Or even before that, they're saying, well, we got to get build a website. And yeah. yeah, so those, these are, these are the there. doing yeah. digital. Oh, yeah, yeah we got to do that. Digital. We got to yeah. have that thing doing. done and this thing done. Yeah. You cross it off the list and you move on to the next thing. Okay. Being digital requires that you think about how you can apply technology to every scenario, every situation. So you're going to launch some small groups. Right. How can you apply technology? From, to help you do small groups yeah, more effectively, connected. differently, yeah. in a way that you weren't able to do them before. Right. Yeah. Uh, seeing new people, you know, meet God, meet Jesus. Uh, you know, how can being digital help them grow in the weeks ahead? Somebody comes and makes a commitment to God, makes a commitment to Christ. How can being digital help them, you know, grow spiritually, connect, you mm -hmm. know? So we're talking about every aspect of ministry. So it's not just doing, but it's actually being. Right. Okay. 
That makes sense. All right, number two on our list. Put a digital thinker on the senior leadership team. Now, we have different churches listening to this podcast, but I would think probably almost every church has a board, has some kind of a leadership team, deacons, whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you want to have somebody that, you know, is a part of the strategy. Okay. Uh, Right. So this is kind of, it's a shift for some of these guys, the IT guys or the technical guys that they were the ones that typically would implement the strategy and go make it happen. Right. But this is taking some of the knowledge and understanding that some of those people have and letting them play on the strategy team. Yeah, exactly. Actually really kind of lead, you know, be a part of leadership in the whole thing. Right. Uh, So, you know, as it continues to rise up, you know, you want people that are on your leadership team that uh, have some understanding of this, have a good understanding of it, and uh, are able to really help, you know, get things going. I think Tony Morgan's really good on this. He's got a group called the Unstuck Group, and they believe in, you know, getting people in the right places, mm-hmm. getting, you know, it's the old saying, you've got people on your bus, but they need to be in the right seat, you know, and that's the way it is with leadership. You got to have the right people in the right positions. So I think that's really important. So, uh, you know, uh, anyhow, moving, moving along here. So put, put somebody that's really digitally thinking on your leadership team. The third point would be make it easier to miss a Sunday and yet stay engaged. This is kind of up our alley, right? Yeah, this would be somewhat up our alley, and that's one of the um, one of the concerns that some people have is, well, if I stream my services, then people will just stay home in their pajamas and won't come to church. Which right. um, there may be a little bit of that, but if you've got a vehicle for them to stay connected, and then you know, maybe that's not such a bad thing. Yeah. Actually, it's it provides another avenue to participate that um where you know a lot of times you i'm sure you've been through this as well you're sitting at home you kind of feel like you might be coming down with something and you're like oh i'm tired and I, I don't want to get up and go to church so um before you go well i'll just miss church and i'll catch up next week and to find out what happened right. but now you, you would have the opportunity i'm just gonna i'll watch online i'll participate online yeah. So they they don't miss the message. They don't uh, miss interacting with everyone. If they and have they, a if they have a streaming provider, if they have a streaming provider, interactivity, right? Like right. we do. <laughs> but uh, right. well, and, and here's the other thing too. As as we move in here to the, the millennials and the Z generation and all these people coming up, the culture of we need to go to church every Sunday that is changing. And I realize that there is a lot of churches that, you know, are our customers that still push that. And, and, you know, I think it's good. I mean, you should go to church every Sunday, obviously. I'm involved in ministry. I work for a church, too, part-time. But the truth is, the way the culture is going, people just sometimes, you know, well, let's take let's go to the park on Sunday or let's take a little trip out here on Sunday. And right. I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. But what I'm getting at is that every Sunday deal is, is becoming, it's changing. Yes. less and less happening. Yeah. So and, you, you can provide, as right. we're just saying here, provide either live streaming or, or archives. Or ways, simulated live. Simulated you can say, live, hey, yeah. let's, let's have, we have, you know, two or three services over the weekend. Let's have seven services yeah. through the week. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's, you can provide other avenues. With that, simulated live. Yeah. Which we offer, by the way. Yes. Did you know that? We do. All right. So. 
<laughs> but we're being a little facetious here. But the, but the truth is, it, so that yeah, the point is make it easier for right. people to engage, miss a Sunday, and still stay engaged. Right. Absolutely. Okay. And then the last point here is build data or data into your decision making process. Yes. Or from I worked with a company that was headquartered on the East Coast. It would be build data into your decision making. Okay. <laughs> Data, 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 data. Okay. Um, so this is something that that you know I'm trying to do. I'm I'm a I'm a part time executive pastor at my church on the weekends, and we're trying our very best to collect data. We're we're asking people to fill out our connection cards. We're we're doing several little things to try to connect and with people better, and 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 record data. Uh, and I think that's very important. A lot of churches aren't doing this, or doing it very little, or not doing it very well. Uh, I think you really should, you know, the world's changing around us faster than ever. And our assumptions about ministry, they're quickly changing and becoming outdated. So these gut instincts, uh, these past successes that you may or may not have had, they're becoming less reliable. And so the idea is to do some real-time information to kind of get a good perspective, a clear perspective on on what's happening so you can make better decisions. Right. Uh, data isn't everything. But it does bring a clearer perspective when you're trying to make decisions. Uh, we're looking at we we do two services at our church Sunday mornings, and last year, in the summer in Tucson, Arizona, our numbers were down, uh, as most churches as most churches do, especially in the summers here in Arizona. But uh, our numbers were down. But what we re- where we really found the numbers down were the first service. Interestingly enough, the second service numbers weren't quite as down, but the first one was. And so we're probably, because of the data and some other things we've looked at, we're probably going to make changes in this summer, or summer only. We're probably only going to offer one service Hmm. and then go back into the fall and kick back into two services. So, again, we were using data, data, or as your friend calls it, data? What does he call it? Data. Data. You know, to try to really try to come up with some decisions so that we're not just shooting ourselves in the foot, or we're not just doing something that we feel is a good thing. Right. Because feelings are not always accurate. All right. Okay. So we're done with this. Uh, let's hear your feedback on this. Do you think, do you, do you think that uh, the Harvard Business Review is wrong and that, you know, there's going to be this massive disruption or not? Yeah. Be? Do you think it's going to affect the church or not affect the church? Uh, I'm kind of in the middle, actually. I think it's going to, going to affect the church, but the church always seems to move a little slower on some of those things. But I still think it'd be a good idea to get back involved and really move towards digital because that's where this new generation's yeah. coming. Well, I guess on a positive note, if there is a disruption, it's going to be led from within the church. So it's just going to be a big shift with yeah. how you how you do church. So, yeah, things have been shifting over the years anyhow, but yeah. all right, support at streamingchurch.tv. That is a way you can get a hold of us. Give us some feedback on this. Steve, what do we do? We provide several products. So we have streamingchurch.tv, live streaming, and uh, Church App Live, which is a mobile app. And we have MyFlock, which is church management and website. And our latest adventure is greeter.church. What is greeter.church? Greeter.church is a real live online greeter for your church's website. Speaking of digital. Yeah. So just like people, you put a greeter out front on 
before your services. This is putting a greeter out front during the week and on the weekends to uh, to answer any questions that people have when they visit your church website. So basically, people go and make a free trial. Where where do they go online to make a free trial? They go to greeter dot church. That's all they have to put in that their browser. Is it. And then when they make a free account, they'll get some HTML code that they can copy and paste. Yes, they paste that their... onto their website, and you've got a built-in greeter. It's actually very easy to do. It sounds yes. intimidating when we talk about HTML code, but it's very simple, very yes. easy to do. It's really not hard. You drop it in your website, the back door, so to speak, in the admin area of your website, and then uh, and you do. We do ask you to fill out, take a, a minute or two to fill out a little form. Sure. Information, so information letting about who you are letting the greeters know who you are and what yeah. you're what you're all about what things you offer what services you offer and all that stuff so there you go so tr- check it out it's free well at least for a little while right it's free trial yes so greeter.church as well as those other fine products that we touched on during the podcast streamingchurch.tv is one of them all right we're we are done here uh one of these days we'll have some new music to, to get us out of here but until then uh You take care of yourselves. Have yourself a great week. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you for another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Take care.